This is the Ball Talk Podcast, presented by Nachos and Analysis. What's going on, Tiger fans? Today is Thursday, February 23rd, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Ball Talk Podcast, presented by Nachos and Analysis. I'm your host, Drew Archer, and let's talk some ball. Well, um, I'm going to start this episode with a celebratory beer, so no free ads, not letting you see that can. going to crack that open. What a huge weekend in Clemson, South Carolina. Spring is back. Clemson baseball is back. The softball team is, well, they're the fifth-ranked team in the country, the highest ranking um, that they have been in the brief history of of this program. Excuse me, I'm trying to multitask and and pour this beer. I I couldn't be more excited. Spent all weekend out at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, and I'm going to try to set this cup down without making too much noise. I'm probably going to have to find a new home for that. Um, but spend all weekend in Clemson. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 22nd, and I have not stopped going since Friday. Um, it was exciting weekend. Spent many, many hours out at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Got the chance to go check out, uh, the softball team. I guess that was Saturday night against Ohio State. Um, I... I, I'm just a loss of words. I'm just excited that that Clemson baseball is back. Clemson softball. We'll get into them here in a minute, but I think this is John Rittman's best team. Every every year when you think you got a team better than the other, uh, it's it's kind of come to fruition each year. And the way this season's starting out um, could be a big year for that softball team there. So. Uh, before we get into the day's episode, let me uh, take my first sip here. Cheers, y'all. One housekeeping note. Um, I don't know why episode three did not post on YouTube. Have it set for a premiere for a week ago, and it still says it's pending. So if you were looking for episode three on YouTube, it's not there. You click on it, and it says that it's premiering at a date that has already passed. So I got to figure that out. But hopefully by the time that this episode drops on YouTube, we'll have that figured out. But um, big week, uh, big episode. We're going to review the weekend that was for Clemson softball, Clemson baseball. And then later in the episode, former Clemson Tiger and current member of the Red Sox organization, Kira Meredith is going to stop by for a few minutes uh, to talk some baseball as well. So, um, nice little episode coming up. And as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I realize I've been so busy. I got to confirm with coach Lee and the staff at South Carolina, um, hoping to still plan to have them or coach Lee on. And then, um, as well as Chris Phillips, the oh so popular amongst the Clemson fan base from the Spurs up show, he should be dropping by. So, uh, these 30-minute episodes I've been promising, I don't think next week 
as we're previewing the rivalry series in baseball with South Carolina, I don't think we're going to get that one in 30 minutes. Probably won't get that one in in an hour. So we'll have to wait and see there. But um, just all around excitement. Had a great weekend at Clemson. Um, I was going into the weekend, and I told you last week we for, I forgot to do the Twitter poll. So we settled for a weather report, and the weather, though not terrible, we didn't have any rain that we had to fight off, uh, but Friday was absolutely frigid, um, miserably cold out there in right field, um, but the weather rain-wise cooperated, but Tuesday, Tuesday against Charlotte was a breath of fresh air. And I know we're still technically in winter, but being able to sit out there and watch a baseball game, enjoy a cold beverage in a t-shirt, it was it was a beautiful day Tuesday. So all that to say, let's kind of recap the weekend. Uh, Clemson softball went 4-0 in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They had two wins apiece against Ohio State and Northwestern. Always good to get a win against Ohio State. We hate the Buckeyes here at this podcast. Then Tuesday, it was another big day on Tuesday, um, the softball team defeated Georgia. I meant to go back in and look to see what they were ranked, but they were somewhere just outside the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. So um, two ranked wins in a few days there for the Tigers. I thought that UGA game was going to be a benchmark or a measuring stick to kind of see uh, where the Tigers are because some of the competition they had faced so far was not the the best. And before I looked up, I, sh- I showed up late to, to Doug Kingsmore for the baseball game. Got there right at the end of the first inning, and by the time I got there, pulled out my phone to check the softball score, uh, the ladies were already up 5 to nothing in the first inning. So um, big wins, 5-0 and since we last talked. The, the softball team, the baseball team sweeps. Uh, Binghamton at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Huge crowds. Uh, Friday was one of the largest opening days that I remember in a while. I was talking to some some guys at the game, and they said they don't remember it being quite that big. Uh, busy for a 4 o'clock game. Those 4 o'clock games are hard to get to. Uh, I think they were sitting at around 4,500 people uh, was the official attendance. And then Saturday, even bigger, they went over 5,000 uh, fans in attendance. So a lot of people in town to watch some baseball. Uh, and then Tuesday defeated Charlotte. Um, so couldn't ask for a better season for both the softball and baseball team. And we're just getting started. We're going to have a full season of Clemson baseball and softball to talk about. But let's get into some softball. The Tigers have opened up the season 11-0 and for the first time ever and currently hold a 13-game win streak at McWhorter Stadium. Um, big uh, big win streak there. Um, starting off the season like you had hoped. Uh, they've outscored their opponents in the ACC Big Ten Challenge those four games this weekend, 33-5. to five. Uh, Two of those wins were against, at the time ranked, uh, number 11th Northwestern. Uh, so two ranked wins this weekend, and then you go and beat Georgia on Tuesday in the midweek. Uh, the way those games shook out, 
Um, and the way I have it here in my notes, it looks like depending on which poll you look at, Northwestern was either 14th or 11th when they faced each other. Uh, Friday, the first time they faced, uh, the game ended in five innings. Clemson won 15-2. to two. Saturday, they defeated Northwestern 3-2, to two, a little bit tighter of a game there. Um, we'll talk about this in baseball here in a minute, but I'm not upset about a three to two game. If all you're ever doing is winning 15 to two games. Yeah. I mean, if you're good enough, that's, that's nice, but to be able to have a hard fought game, have some adversity and to pull out a victory in a tight game like that, uh, is huge. It shows this, this team has got guts and they're going to fight it out to the end. Uh, so they had a doubleheader Saturday after that Northwestern game. They turned around and faced Ohio State, won that first game 5-1. to one. That was the game I got a chance to go over and see at the very end. And then Sunday morning, they faced Ohio State. That game also ended in five innings because they beat the Buckeyes 10 to nothing. Uh, and as we mentioned, they defeated number 16 UGA Tuesday, 7-1. Uh, to one. So that was a big, big first inning, went getting a, to a 5 nothing lead. Uh, and then they kind of they kind of settled down and and pulled out a seven to one win there. But some highlights for this weekend: there were some records broke in McWhorter Stadium, the second to last, or it may have been the first game of the regional the Tigers host last season. They broke a stadium attendance record, uh, and then they turned around and beat that record Friday uh, with a fan attendance of uh, one thousand nine hundred and eighty two. Uh, that Friday game as a team, Clemson uh, recorded 13 RBIs led by Caroline Jacobson, who notched out three. Then we moved to Saturday. After breaking the attendance record Friday, that record did not hold very long. McWhorter Stadium now officially has a new attendance record of 2,116. 2,116. So uh, that record did not last long. The new uh, berm out there in right field is already paying dividends because they're filling it up. And when I tell you, when I drive by there to, to go to the back entrance of Doug Kingsmore Stadium, there are people absolutely everywhere. When I showed up late Tuesday because the baseball and softball game were going on at the same time, couldn't hardly find parking, people everywhere. Uh, so the fans are getting out and supporting, and um, they have a lot to cheer about um, with this softball team. In that doubleheader on Saturday where they broke that attendance record, the Tigers had 12 hits, led by Cagle, who had two home runs, one in each game, and five RBIs. Uh, Sunday, the Tigers had four home runs against Ohio State. And then uh, some uh, honors Valerie Cagle was selected as both the ACC Pitcher and Co-Player of the Week. Um, this is Cagle's third Pitcher of the Week and fifth Player of the Week honor of her career and the first time she's actually gotten those honors uh, in the same week. So, what is next for the softball team? They open the season down in Florida. They're traveling back down to Florida to Tampa to play in the USF tournament. And before I get into that, I'm getting a little thirsty. So Thursday, they open up uh, against 
the host, USF. USF starting out uh, kind of slow, struggling. They have a two and seven record. Their lone wins uh, come against Michigan and St. Joseph. Um, they're playing a doubleheader with For- Florida Gulf Coast as uh, I'm currently recording this. So that record of two and seven will change uh, prior to this weekend. Friday, they will face Illinois Chicago who is winless on the season 0-8. They've been held scoreless so far in three games. Um, have mercy on that team um, because that game's probably not going to be pretty uh, for them. Then Saturday, you got a double header, And I, I was looking at this as I was typing it out and found it kind of funny. Saturday, Clemson has two games with first pitch is two first pitches before noon. Their first game is at 9 a.m. against Michigan State, and then they turn around and play number nine, Tennessee, at 11.30. Uh, Michigan State is 5-4 and four on the season. They've lost four of their last six. Uh, Tennessee is 6-1 and one right now, and they just returned to the States after playing in the Porta Valerda Challenge in Mexico. So um, who knows with all the travel with that, if that'll have an effect or hangover on the volunteers there. Then they'll wrap up the tournament Sunday morning again at 9 a.m. against Michigan State. So um, you got one, two, three, four, five games in four days. Um, this is this softball season is uh, in full swing. So um, I am excited to see the Tigers Saturday morning against number nine, Tennessee. That'll be a top 10 matchup early in the season. And it'll be another way to measure what this team is all about. You've already beaten a ranked Northwestern team twice. You've beaten a Georgia team that's also ranked. So uh, to start the season off, if you can get a victory against the Volunteers there with four, four ranked wins in the, the first two and a half, three weeks of the season, um, you got to like what you're seeing there. Then they will also have a doubleheader midweek game with Gardner-Webb. They'll play at 4-6 and six at McWhorter Stadium after returning back from Florida in that tournament. Uh, heading into the weekend, obviously they have a, um, a tournament that, or the uh, weekend series that they're playing in, but heading into the weekend, Gardner-Webb with a 3-7 and seven record. And they do have a common opponent with Clemson. They have faced Furman. They played them twice and have split those games. They've won one. They've lost one. So, busy weekend coming up for the softball team. We we were wondering if they were going to meet the expectations. So far, they've left no doubt out there on the field, and they've been a fun team to watch. So, um, really looking forward to recapping this weekend series, especially at, with that Tennessee game coming. Really excited for that one. All right, this week's poll of the week. I did not forget to post that this week. So this week's poll of the week is second to football. What is the most popular Clemson sport? I've done this poll on Twitter before and had a feeling with how it was going to go, but included a few more choices here. So, Second to football, what is the most popular sport at Clemson? 
The options were basketball, baseball, softball, football. I will say, despite what the results are in this poll, I do think basketball is the second most popular sport at Clemson. I think there's some bias with the voting here um, with how the the basketball team has performed as of late down the stretch here. Uh, but Clemson is one of those schools where, where baseball is a, you can almost call it the big three. Now, a lot of schools only have one major sport. If you're in the ACC, basketball is a major sport. And then Clemson is one of those schools that, that baseball is up there. Uh, the way the results shook out, uh, baseball did win the poll. 53% of the people said that baseball is the second most popular sport at Clemson, second to football, um, followed by softball with 31% of the vote. Uh, not shocked by that. The way that this, this team has started off these first four years, uh, they've gotten the, the fan support. They're breaking records with attendance. That did not surprise me at all. Uh, soccer and baseball rounded out uh, the last uh, two. Baseball with 11% of the vote and soccer 5% of the vote. So um, obviously I'm a bigger baseball and softball fan than basketball. And I know that the, the numbers shook out to where baseball and softball were the more popular ones. Um, I think baseball I mean, you're getting way more people at a basketball game than you are um, a baseball game. So a um, couple of comments here on the post. Uh, we have Clint Sykes. He says that softball is on the up and up. Couldn't agree more there, Clint. Uh, Jeffrey Lippick says, I'm feeling good about women's lacrosse. They're 3-0, and I believe. As I'm recording this, they got a game today against... It's another South Carolina team. I can't remember, but they're 3-0, and and they've crushed every opponent they have. So definitely agree with you there, Jeffrey. Um, Seven Tiger 4 said it should be softball, followed closely by men's soccer and women's lacrosse. I love baseball, but like basketball, too many years of should have been with the baseball program. Uh, he does have a point there. Walk-on fan says it's still basketball, but fans have – Little faith in the basketball program right now. Uh, and to wrap up comments here, we have Daniel Doolittle. Softball and baseball are tied dead even for me. I love them both. And um, as evidenced by this baseball and softball podcast, I do too. So thank you to everyone who has voted. Thank you for the comments. Um, the more interaction we get, the better we can make these segments. So appreciate y'all. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, I'm going to get that going back here pretty soon, hopefully so. Um, follow us on all that. Contribute. Uh, we love hearing from you and appreciate y'all contributing to the show. So, wanted to take a moment to shout out our sponsor, Pump Monkey Septic Service in Clemson. Like we've said many times before, septic service is not something you think about till you need it. If you're buying a new house, you probably want to buy one that's got a septic tank that's been recently pumped um, they service here in the upstate owned and operated by a clemson alumni alan powell as friends know him by ap swung by there this weekend got him out to the cajun cafe we had a good time uh, and has been a loyal sponsor of the show since the very beginning so 
pump monkey septic service in Clemson servicing the upstate. Uh, they're very easy to reach, whether it be on social media, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, as well as phone or text 864-710-2211, 864-710-2211. Give Pump Monkey Septic Service a call for your septic needs. When the dump's funky, call Pump Monkey. All right, let's talk some Clemson baseball. The Eric Backich era gets a 4-0 start. Could not start better. Uh, like I mentioned at the top, there were tons and tons of people out there. And um, could not be more excited to get back out there. I spent, if you ask my wife, way too much time at Doug Kingsmore Stadium this weekend. and uh, But it was a good weekend. Couldn't ask for anything better than four games and four wins. The weather cooperated, as we mentioned, and then an absolute beautiful day on Tuesday. Um, really cool moment after Sunday's game. Coach Leggett came out and paid the Cajun Cafe a visit, so it was good to see him. Like I, I know he's been around the program and helping and out there in the dugout, but to, to actually lay eyes on him and, and see him for a few minutes out there it felt good to see seven back out there so it was a really cool really cool moment um and you could tell he's grinning from end to ear to ear he was he's happy to be back at doug kingsmore stadium but they sweep uh binghamton uh friday saturday and sunday got two big wins sandwiched by a similar victory to that middle game that the softball had so friday they open up with an 11 to 3 win um Blake Wright, I heard, got like the player of the game on whatever the sponsored ad is there on the Roar as I was leaving Friday night, which well-deserved. He hit two home runs Friday night. But I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Ryan Ammons was my player of the week, or the, at least a play, player of the, the game Friday. Uh, gets his first career start after being a closer the last uh, year or so. Uh, he pitched five innings. Gave up three hits, only one run, didn't walk anyone, and nine strikeouts. Um, great outing for Ammons. It was good to see. You've heard Coach Backage on this show talk about how Ammons is going to make an impact. And part of me wondered if it was going with the coach speak and he's the veteran and if he's going to talk up a player, he's going to talk up a veteran. Uh, but no, Ammons came out and – did his stuff, and he looked good doing it. So really great to see that in a big victory Friday night, a very, very cold Friday night. Uh, at the end of the game or the last few innings, out there in the Cajun Cafe, we we ended up throwing a couple dry rags on top of the, the grill to kind of cushion our hands, and we were resting our hands out there on the grill because it was absolutely freezing. And I, I remember looking up about the middle of the fifth inning, start of the sixth inning or so, and there wasn't hardly a soul left out there in Doug Kingsmore Stadium. They had saw all they needed to see. The Tigers were going to win that game. And it was absolutely frigid out there. And they were headed home. So um, then we got to Saturday. Gordon got his first start. The Tigers won this game 3-2. to two. They battled some adversity. Uh, I like the 11-3 to three win we saw Friday night. But again, like I said with the softball team, Winning a one-run game and 
hanging in there and fighting back when when you're down that uh that's what you want to see out of a team because early in in Monty Lee's tenure they were they were doing well they were winning midweek games and they were winning those one run games and then there towards the end the Tigers were losing those one run games so it's good to see opening weekend uh, them able to do that uh, Gordon in his first start with uh, five and uh, two thirds innings pitched gave up five hits one earned run no walk batters uh, and two strikes uh, Weiss the transfer from Michigan. Got credit for the win. He did uh, one in a third inning, gave up two hits, one on run, one, two walks, and three strikeouts. So uh, through your first two days of the season, no walks given. You like to see that. Then Sunday, the Tigers turned a page. They said to hell with these short or these small one-run one, one wins. We're not, we're not doing that. They come out and win 19-1. to one. Dill pitched, and he pitched four innings, gave up four hits, zero runs, walked two batters, and three strikeouts. The story of the day Sunday was two innings with seven runs apiece in them, um, and then 21 hits on the day. That uh, That's what you like to see. You get the bats going. Um some some highlights from the weekend. The Tigers attempted 24 steals, uh, and they achieved 21 for reference. Clemson only stole 32 bases last year. The Tigers already have 21 after, um, I think this number is actually prior to Tuesday, if I remember with my stat there. So um, that that is a part of of the, the Clemson baseball that we've missed the last year or so, not not stealing bases. And uh, if they're giving it, you got to take it. And that's how you win ball games. That's how you win those close games like you did on Saturday. Of those 21 stolen bases so far, Ben Blackwell uh, has stolen eight on 10 attempts. Um, and then looking at our midweek game, the Tigers defeated Charlotte 9-5. to Charlotte led the game for a little while there. Um, not the one run game we saw on Saturday, but the Tigers had to, to battle to, uh, get this win. The Tigers broke a five to five tie with four runs in the seventh inning, uh, that led them to that nine to five victory there. So, um, big win Tuesday, uh, as a team, they're averaging 12 hits a game with a slugging percentage of uh 576 um so is this the best team that we've seen in clemson absolutely not but they're 4-0 they're winning there's signs of improvement you gotta like what you've seen out of this pitching staff that was um a big question mark for uh this team heading into the the uh, season and um you got to like what you've seen thus far. And let me kind of look at my phone here. We're having Kier Meredith join us here in a few minutes. And he's messaging me. Let's see. All right. He's going to be ready in a couple minutes. So let me run through these midweek games real fast. Uh, they are facing UCF or they're hosting UCF this weekend. 
uh, games at Doug Kingsmore Stadium Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1. Heading into the weekend, UCF has a 3-1 and one record. Uh, they've swept Sienna. Uh, and in those three games, they outscored Sienna 35-7, to uh, scoring 22 runs uh, on opening day. Their lone loss was to Florida Atlantic. Uh, in the midweek, they lost 13-3. to uh, So they're coming into Clemson off of a loss there. Uh, then after this weekend, Clemson will host USC Upstate. Uh, they're 4-0 heading into the weekend. Uh, this weekend, they're hosting the Spartan 1 uh, Baseball Classic, where Michigan State, Toledo, and Northwestern will all be present there. So, big weekend again coming up. Won't be quite as crazy around Clemson with the softball team being on the road, um, but should be nice weather. Hopefully, some of this rain is going to hold off that they're predicting as of now. Uh, but another great weekend to come out and watch Clemson baseball. Pack Doug Kingsmore. Uh, give it that home that home field advantage that, that Clemson is known for. Uh, this team is uh, putting out a good product, and I think they're going to continue to prove as the season goes on. But without further ado, here's Kier Meredith. Today we are joined by former Clemson Tiger and current outfielder in the Red Sox organization, Kier Meredith. Thanks for joining, Kier. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, quick life update. How's life been uh, since Clemson, since uh, going to the pros? It has been great. Uh, got my degree in 21. Uh, now I get to play baseball for a living, uh, which is awesome. It's, it's almost like I'm, uh, I've got a real-life opportunity to do a road to the show. I grew up playing it would be the show and everything, and so to – to be able to just do this for a living and, and not have to worry about anything else is uh, it's been a blessing for sure. Absolutely. So uh, uh, one thing I wanted to kind of, when uh, when the new coaching hire was made at Clemson, one thing that was reiterated a lot was the facilities at Clemson and how Clemson has some of the top-notch facilities in, in college baseball. As someone who played in, at Clemson and has now transitioned into into the majors or in, into the minor league system there. What have, uh, compared to where you came from at Clemson, what are the facilities like now? Um, so I've, I've had, the facilities have been okay. Uh, Clemson's <laughs> best of the best. Uh, something Coach Lee always said when he was recruiting me, these facilities are second and none. Um, and so it's kind of hard to top those. Uh, but, but they're obviously, you're not going to have state of the art facilities, uh, in the minor leagues, but they've been, they've been, uh, They've been nice. They've been nice. Nice enough. Yeah. And as someone who, if, if I'm remembering correctly with the timeline, your last year, was that the first year of NIL or did you miss NIL by one season? I missed it by one season. By I one missed, season. Yeah. I and, it. <laughs> and that's the, and that's the big talking point now, I think with baseball, cause they've, they've limited in scholarships and, and coaching staff and that kind of stuff. Uh, as someone who, who played the college game, how do you think NIL can kind of help grow the college game and get get better recruits into different schools? Yeah, so I think uh, I think when it comes to the to the MLB draft and, and high school prospects, I think uh, largely a, a huge deciding factor is obviously the signing bonus and money. And and if guys don't get a certain number, then they're going to college. And um, I know that was a that was a circumstance for me personally. Uh, and now I think NIL changes the game because now these MLB teams have to pay people more. Um, cause I've heard outrageous numbers of guys like, uh, Tommy White going to LSU, getting a certain amount of money 
guys can just go to college and get that same amount of money almost. Um, so I think it'll definitely – uh, push some of those highly regarded prospects to college, which will obviously make the game a lot better and, and more competitive uh, all in all. So the Tigers just just won their – they swept their first weekend series opening weekend, and uh, you're at spring training now. Uh, what is uh, – what's that opening day feeling like each year? Uh, super exciting. Uh, obviously, it's weird. Oh, it's been two years for me now, so not as weird. But last year it was definitely weird. Uh, not dressing up and, and not playing a game uh, on opening day and having to watch the guys from from the couch. Um, but it, but it's awesome. Super exciting. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of guys uh, in my locker room now that, that played at different schools. So it's kind of nice. Get to talk some trash to them. Oh, how'd y'all do this weekend? Oh, we swept. Well, y'all suck. Oh, we're good this year. We're going to <laughs> Omaha. Um, so, so it's super exciting for sure. Um. One, this will be a short story to get to a roundabout question. Um, I, it was 2021, I believe, y'all lost to USC Upstate. It was a midweek game. And afterwards, we at Nachos Analysis used to have a, a website where we would write, and then me and my partner realized we don't like to write. But one of our favorite or most popular articles that got shared was about this guy that was heckling Clemson fans or Clemson players wearing pink shorts in the outfield. Uh, and I wrote an article about you because I remember you were in – I can't remember if you were in center field or not, but you kind of like turned around and defended your teammate and kind of said something to the guy. But uh, And I think you ended up following us after that. But um, your your leadership skills, you were a leader on those teams there at Clemson. Um, where, where do you attribute to uh, gaining those skills? Uh, definitely I think my dad, one, uh, and two – I grew up playing football, and so uh, I didn't have a problem with with uh, confrontation, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. per se. I, I mean, since the age of five years old, I had coaches in my face chewing me out, players in my face chewing me out. Um, so that's the, that's the kind of – that's what I've been used to my entire life. And so um, if, if something needs to be said, I don't really have a problem saying it. Uh, and I guess we can just take things from there. But yeah. I, I would definitely attribute it to my dad and, and definitely growing up playing football for sure. Uh, after after that article, the guy who apparently was wearing the pink shorts reached out. He had seen it after it blown up on Twitter. He claims it was not him. He sent me a picture of his scorecard and his pink shorts uh, that he wore to that game that day. But uh, it was a funny moment there. Um, and wrapping up with you, the Clemson Carolina series is is next weekend. Uh, it's one of the biggest series in in college baseball. Uh, what was one of your favorite moments from the Clemson Carolina series as a player? Uh, Friday night, 2020 in Columbia, uh, we went there. Sam Weatherly threw a uh, seven innings, no-hit baseball. Um, I think I was seeing beach balls that whole week. I went four for five that Wednesday against uh, Eastern Tennessee and four for five at Carolina uh, on Friday night. And uh, that was that, that had to be it. You know, we, we went to Founders Park hearing about how good Carvin Majinski was and uh, the offense lit up that night. And I, I think we ended up winning that series two to one. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything baseball career wise will top that that Friday night at at uh, Carolina at Founders Park. That was a that was a big one. It's one of my favorite, and to get it on the road there at Founders Park was awesome. So, oh, uh, yeah. Kier, I really appreciate you taking some time out, out there at spring practice to talk with me. But uh, appreciate it, and good luck this season. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks to Kier for joining the show today. I uh, really appreciate him taking some time out there at spring training to talk a little baseball with us. 
Uh, always good to hear from the former Tigers. Uh, next week, next week, there is a chance we've got two guests, as I mentioned at the top. If all goes as planned, uh, Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up show and former Clemson coach and now current associate head coach at South Carolina, Monty Lee, uh, should be joining the show to preview the big Clemson South Carolina series uh, next weekend. So big episode next weekend, probably going to be a, a long episode, uh, but sure to be a lot of great content. And of course, review the weekend uh, that Clemson baseball and softball have this weekend. So again, UCF is coming to Doug Kingsmore Stadium for a three-game series. Uh, and then the softball team travels to Tampa to face UCF or USF, UIC, Michigan State, and a uh, ranked Tennessee team for a top 10 matchup. So join us again here next week, and we'll talk some ball. Peace. Peace.